Welcome to the study of God's Word, recorded live from Calvary Chapel in Aurora, Colorado. To learn more about the many resources available through Abounding Grace Media, visit us online at calvaryaurora.org or download our free app on all platforms. And now, let's open our Bibles and study God's Word. I, uh, this, this subject that I, I was given by the Lord, uh, one of the young ladies uh, that attends this fellowship, uh, Sister Esther, she's going to uh, medical school, and I was allowed to say a few words at her graduation party a couple of weeks ago, and uh, we were kind of running out of times, and I kind of touched on this, and, but the Lord placed it on my heart uh, after Pastor Ed, and thank God for him, uh, had given me the opportunity to to speak. Uh, one reason why is that uh, our first night next Sunday of uh, prayer and worship is coming up, and, and this will tie in to why God has called us to pray. Uh, had to do with the book of Job, the first chapter. And by the way, for those of you who do not know me, my name is Avant Ramsey. I'm one of the associate pastors here. Uh, oversee the prayer ministry, and uh, it is a pleasure and delight to be here, and for those that are listening on Grace FM, we say uh, thank you. Thank you so much. But if everyone would uh, turn to Job chapter 1, uh, and we'll start our study. And whenever we get there, just say amen. I'm an amen kind of guy, guys. And so I'm okay. I mean, as long as we ain't jumping off the wall, you know. I'm, I'm good with that, you know, but I, I pray that the Lord would speak to our hearts. Uh, uh, of course, we all are probably familiar with the book of Job, and, and the reason why the Lord spoke to my heart about this is that uh, we will all face trials. And, and, and Job, being one of, if not the oldest book in the Bible, uh, God gives us an example in Job's life that even though things start off well, sometimes it doesn't end well. Although it does end well at the end of the book, but Job faced trials, and we will as well. Let me open up in prayer and we'll begin. Lord, we ask that you would open up our ears tonight. Uh, I pray, Heavenly Father, this message, Lord, uh, will pertain to each of us. We ask, Lord, that you would uh, allow the Holy Spirit to minister to us in, other, in whatever way you see fit, Heavenly Father. Lord, we give our hearts to you, Lord, and uh, we ask, Heavenly Father, that uh, you would speak to us, Lord. Open up our ears, Heavenly Father, and allow no distractions, Heavenly Father, to come to our minds right now, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. So in the introduction of, of this book, um, we see there was a man in the land of Oz whose name was Job, and that man was blameless and upright and one who feared God and shunned evil. Had a chance to look at uh, just those words of being blameless, and it meant innocent. I liked what... Uh, Shunning evil meant that he stayed away. He, he shied away from, from evil. And, and you know, I, I immediately thought about uh, 
I don't know if you guys are familiar with U-Turn for Christ or Most Excellent Way, but that's one of the things that uh, Brother Buck always emphasizes to the men and women who are part of that ministry to shine away from evil because evil is always knocking at the door of our lives. Going on in verse 2, and seven sons and three daughters were born of him. Uh, two lovely, a group of lovely children. Also his possessions were, get this, 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 female donkeys, and a very large household, so that this man was the greatest of all people of the East. And basically, Job was in pretty good shape, huh, financially. And sometimes uh, we have a tendency to, to describe ourselves by what we have and what we own. Verse 4, and his sons would go and feast in their homes, each on his appointed day, and would send and invite their three sisters to eat and drink with them. He also had a loving family. Uh, they enjoyed each other's company, and, and that was a blessing to Job right there. Now, I'm not going to read verse 5. We're going to come back to verse 5, and we're going to go to 6. Because now a new conversation is about to take place that Job has no idea that someone is talking about him. Someone is inquiring about him. Now, there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord, and Satan also came among them. Interesting that the enemy shows up. I, I thought about oftentimes when uh, we may be in the house of the Lord and, and he tries to sit next to us. He meaning Satan. He tries to come in and, and create doubt and disruption at any time. And he shows up here. And the Lord said to Satan, from where do you come? So Satan answered the Lord, from going to and fro on the earth and from walking back and forth on it. In other words, he was engaged in evil activity, seeking whom he might kill and steal and destroy. And then the Lord said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? That there is none like him on the earth, a blameless and upright man, one who fears God and shuns evil. Of course, now the Lord is looking at our Job's resume, but I'm wondering what our resume may look like tonight. We've been on our knees. We've been in devotions. We've been uh, living the way the Lord wants us to, uh, I wonder if our name was called tonight, uh, will, we, will we be ready to answer the call? I, I'm reminded of uh, me being an old athlete and playing uh, college ball. I just remember uh, when the first five was in, and the next five or six or seventh man was just itching to get in. And whenever the coach would look toward us, we would just look right into his eyes. 
just to let them know that we were eager to get in on the court. And, and that's the way our attitude should be to serve the Lord. We should be eager because of our times of devotion, because of our times of prayer, where the Lord has led us, where he's brought us from, to be a testimony for him. Amen? <laughs> you guys are too serious out here, man. I like this. So, so Satan answered the Lord and said, does Job fear God for nothing? That, that, that verse brought a question to me, and, and uh, my, my Bible gives another word uh, that was he uncharitable? Would he be harsh or would he envy if he entered into a trial and how he would respond to God. And this is Satan's argument. It's, it's as if he's uh, trying to uh, allow Job to go straight to prison. He's going to fail you. He's going to fail you. Have you not made a, a hedge to protect, a hedge around him, around his household, and around all that has, and around all that has on every side. You have blessed the work of his hands and his possessions have increased in the land. In other words, you've done a whole lot for Job. I mean, you've given him this and you've given him that. Let's just go back into 2019. You've given him a nice car. You've given him a nice job. He has a, a, a sizable bank account. I mean, yeah, he should. He should worship you, is Satan's argument. But now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. And the Lord said to Satan, Behold, all that he has is in your power, and I love this, only do not lay a hand on this person. Satan's power is limited. And so Satan went out from the presence of the Lord. I, I thought about something right there. If we could just turn over to Luke 22. I wanted to read a couple of verses uh, because Peter is in the same situation. And the word of God says, And the Lord, Luke 22, verse 31 and 32, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed Satan has asked, for you that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you, thank God for that, that your faith should not fail, and when you have returned to me, strengthen your brother. Tonight, folks, I, I just wanted to stand and tell you that there will be trials, but what matters is how we're going to face our trials. How are we going to stand? Or are we going to run? Moving on, verse 13. As Satan has gone out from the presence of the Lord, Job enters into his test. Now there was a day, and, and I like that because that day, that mentioning of there was a day, that could be any day. It could have been the nice sunny 
4th of July and we're sitting there having a picnic and, and everything is cool. There was a day when his sons and daughters were eating and drinking wine in their oldest brother's home. They were enjoying themselves just as they were in the early part of the book. And a messenger came to Job and said the oxen were plowing and the donkeys feeding besides themselves. And when the Sabians raided them and took them away, indeed, they have killed the servants and with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. Mm. You know, I, I can't see my stock being taken, but I, I saw sometimes when you're sitting at the table and you get that phone call from a couple of states over and it's your relative to tell you some news that you didn't really want to hear. Are we ready for that call? While he was still speaking, there's already one thing that's happened, but while he was still speaking, another also came and said, the fire of God fell from heaven and burned up the sheep and the servants and consumed them, and I alone have escaped to tell you. And what about when it seems like all heck is breaking loose? Not only did I get the phone call from a couple of states over, but now my cars broke down. Lord, help me. While he was still speaking, another also came and said the Chaldeans formed three bands, raided the camels and took them away, yes, and killed the servants with the edge of the sword, and I alone have escaped to tell you. It, it just looks kind of grim right now, guys. And, and perhaps uh, this may not happen consecutively in our lives, but the Lord has given us a picture that we will face trials in our lives. That's why I asked that we would split up and, and, and ask that question, what has the Lord been speaking to your heart this week? Because it could be one of these trials. I, I'd like to call it a Job trial, something that uh, I just cannot handle right now. And I need a prescription from my Lord and Savior Jesus Christ to get through it. Amen? Verse 18, while he was still speaking, another also came and said, your sons and daughters were eating and drinking, wine in their oldest brother's house. Remember, just enjoying themselves. And suddenly a great wind came from across the wilderness and struck the four corners of the house and it fell on the young people and they are all dead. And I have long have escaped to tell you. Enough. Enough already. You know, I, 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 I can picture this, but we can also, if we look across our country, we've seen this happening in the United States of America. We've seen our brothers and sisters suffering from something, from floods, from shootings. Anything that we can think of, we've seen it happen. And, and, and now I'm wondering how should our nation and how should our, our, our church react to what is going on right now? Then Job arose, tore his, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground. And what did he do? 
he worshiped the Lord in spirit and in truth. And I remember uh, two things. I remember about a month ago, I was looking at the prayer request that our, ch our church gets, uh, that our, our wonderful sister goes through and types them out for us so that uh, we can pray over them. And I, I came across one that uh, said that pray for us. Uh, we, uh, we, we just moved from uh, paradise in California, the town that burnt down. We moved to Aurora. Please pray for us. And, and I'm saying, you know, these guys saw something that we did not see, and they're among us now. And I pray that, that, that it, it's a reminder of what happened that the Lord spared us from, but we have heard about. Also, I remember the time when my dad passed away. And I, I can still today remember as a little boy, seven years old, and my mom sitting at the table, just giving everything to the Lord because the breadwinner was gone. Uh, we had to move out of the home that we were living in, and, and she didn't know what to do with five kids. But I just remember her clinging to the master's robe given everything over to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And she, too, fell to the ground and worshiped the Lord. I, I, I just want to encourage you tonight, as we face trials and tribulations in our life, and we will, we will, to remember to worship God. He goes on to say, naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. But this, this startles me here, and it blesses my heart. And all this, and, and all of this, in this package that Job was given, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. In other words, he didn't... Uh, deal with going down and getting something to drink. Uh, he didn't go down to the marijuana place to, to grab something there. Uh, he didn't contemplate suicide. He gave everything to the Lord in prayer. And he didn't charge God and say, I can't stand you anymore. I'm not coming back to church because of what you've done in my life. He trusted God. If I could encourage us tonight, guys, is, is this group, as we prayed for the Give 10, should be in prayer corporately for those who do not believe. They may not be amongst us, but sometimes they may ask, hey, just what was it that you guys were doing with all those cars in the parking lot? that evening. And, 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 and your witness would be, we prayed. You wouldn't even have to tell them anything else. As a matter of fact, if you're quiet, they may even confess to you that, you know what? I need prayer. And prayer is a powerful tool, guys. And, and I, heard a, I heard a pastor that is in heaven now. He said that we have lowered the banner, lowered the bar for prayer. That is to say that 
the saints that used to cry out to the Lord. Uh, for some reason, we got a little off track and we stopped believing faithfully the great things that God would do. And, and so tonight, we, we just asked ourselves, Lord, we know that there is no secret what God can do. What he's done for others, he'll do for you. That's God's promise for us. And I'm not saying that, you know, I'm not saying that, hey, if you give him $10, that he'll give you 100 I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying that during our times of trials, he is with us. He is with us. He's with us when we're having a hospital appointment. He's with us when we get that phone call. He's with us when there is no food and the rent may not be paid. He's with us when we lost that job and we're wondering, how are we going to replace this? He's with us when we find out that our children have run away. He's with us. Let's go back to chapter five, I mean chapter, verse five of, of one, and uh, let's just look at that. So it was, when the days of feasting had run their course, that Job would sin and sanctify them, sanctify his children, setting each apart, praying for each one of them. And he would rise early in the morning and offer burnt offerings, according to the number of them all. For Job said, it may, de, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. And get this, thus Job did regularly. He wasn't sporadic. Uh, I, I just wanted to speak to the adults right here for a moment. I, I had a chance to share with uh, Pastor Keegan's junior high ministry this weekend, and I shared uh, Acts 12, verses 1 through 17, with the little guys. And, and that was a challenge for me because my kids are older now. And so I hadn't been around 6th and 7th and 8th graders. Uh, but what a delight it was to be with them. And I shared the story of when Peter was in jail chained to guards behind an iron fence, and the Lord miraculously walked them through, freed him, brought him outside of the jail, gave him vision to understand that there was a prayer meeting going on, arrived at the prayer meeting, knocked on the door where the prayer meeting was taking place. The little girl, the servant girl, Rhoda, said that Peter is at the door, and then the people who were praying said, you must be mad. Now, I gathered that we were in prayer, but our hearts wasn't in it. And the Lord used that little girl to wake us up, to say that when we do pray, make sure that it counts for something. You see, this little girl was trying to tell him that the Lord had answered the prayers, but they refused to believe that Peter was knocking at the door. And that caught me. You see, I don't want us going through the motions 
saying that we're in prayer, but not praying to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. I, I read a devotion that says, pray until you pray. And, and it basically said that, you know, it takes a while. It, it takes a while to, to, to get the distractions out of our lives. It, it takes a while for the Lord to minister to our hearts. And, and usually uh, we quit before that time is up. Is up. Right about the time when the Lord is, is listening to us, it's time to go. And, and he just wants us to spend a little time with him. Just to commune with him. I, I, I think it's very important if we're parents or grandparents, even if they're children in our community, that it may, it may be that my sons and my daughters have sinned and cursed God. It just may be that they've turned the wrong way, and I need to pray for them. Which is why I, I, use, that, I use that prayer request, please, please pray for me, brother. Because sometimes it may be that we're the only one that's in prayer. If, if you take, my, my mother used to say, I, when she was here, before she went on to be with the Lord, she would, uh, she would tell me everything that was going on in, in my family. And I would say, Mom, I didn't call to hear about these people. I, I know the son's wrong with them. But she would always correct me and say, Avan, if, if I didn't tell you what was going on in our family, how are you going to know how to pray? And I, was, I had to shut up and listen to my mom. And, and I, I, I say that, that, you know, we should be the watchmen. Watch and pray. Watch and pray. Thus Job did regularly. He was always on schedule. Can we turn to Mark uh, chapter one verse? I have one verse I wanted to share with you. And, uh, We'll close. Mark chapter 1, verse 35 and 36. When we get there, just say amen, folks. I just wanted to make sure I wasn't the only one in here. Amen? Amen. 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 I'm in agreement. Mark 1, verse 35. He says, Now in the morning... I know we, some of us are early risers and some of us aren't, having risen a long while before daylight. He, meaning Jesus, went out and departed to a solitary place, and there he prayed. He found him a spot. And Simon and those who were with him searched for him. I just wanted to give a couple of words to you concerning this, that these were Jesus' morning devotions. He demanded solitude. Uh, it was a time for being prayerful. It was a time for secret prayer. And no one could find him because he guarded his time of praise and worship to the Lord. I, uh, 
I encourage those little junior hires, and now I'll give you the same encouragement. If, if nothing else, please guard your time of Bible study and prayer. Please do not let anyone infringe upon that. You know, I, uh, I used to walk in on my mom on her knees quite a bit. And I just never lost that picture of her being on her knees for me. I always share the story that uh, during her latter days, I would leave Calvary and I would call her and tell her what Pastor Ed had spoke about because she couldn't get around as much as she used to. She was in her 80s when she went home to be with the Lord. But I would always say thank you, Mom, for praying for me when I was too weak to pray for myself. And when I was out in the streets, I would come home late at night. She would pray over me. I would pretend to be asleep and she would anoint my feet with oil. She would pray regularly over me. I encourage you to pray for your family, to pray for those that are in need of prayer, uh, husbands and wives. If, 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 if there's, if there's a, a need of reconciliation, if, if, if there's difficulties in your marriage, then one of you pray. Pray over them. If our, if our children are out of order, then pray in your house. Make sure that the Lord is there. Guys, every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that he is Lord. You know, all that Job had, I, I think about something that Pastor Ed he says to us all the time is that when it's all said and done, the only thing that would matter is the souls of men and the word of God. Nothing else. Nothing else. I, I'll close with this. I was sharing with um, Pastor Michael and Josh today that, uh, you know, mom had gone, uh, my my, I think my, my, my sister had gone, and my oldest brother was uh, in hospice in Chicago, and uh, I, I took an early flight to be with him because my niece had called and said uh, he doesn't have much time, and uh, someone needs to hear this, guys. Uh, and so I, I finally got to Chicago, got to rent a car, and went to see my oldest brother. My, uh, I, I went bedside, and... Uh, I said, what's up to him? You know, we always say what's happening. And I, I just said, I don't know where it came from, but by God's grace, I says, man, are you ready to go home and be with the Lord? And, and he looked at me with a very childish face, and he said, yes, yes. Looked me in my eyes and said, yes. And, and I, I prayed with my, my big brother and and. The next day was Sunday, and we went to church. I went to church with my 
sisters at that church, and we stopped at the, uh, the home that he was in, and uh, he was sleeping. And so we tried to wake him up, but, you know, he was resting, and we were okay with that. We went home, uh, got something to eat, and as soon as we were putting the, door, the key in the door, there was a phone call. And, and there was the facilities that my oldest brother was at. And he says, the lady says, you need to come back. Uh, your brother has just passed away. I vividly remember that the last thing I did with my brother was pray. And uh, God will honor our prayers, guys. Let's close in prayer. Lord, we thank you uh, for tonight's word. Lord, uh, just thank you, Holy Spirit, for, uh, for sitting with us tonight. And Lord, I thank you for all that you've done in our lives, Heavenly Father. Lord, and we know that there are trials, and we know that there will be tribulations, Lord, but our God reigns. We ask that you would cover us, Lord, cover our families, uh, Lord, whatever it is, Heavenly Father, spoken as well as unspoken prayer requests tonight, uh, we ask, Lord, that you would minister to our hearts, Lord. And we thank you, Heavenly Father, for uh, our services tonight, Lord. And uh, Lord, we thank you for dying on the cross to save a wretch such as us, Lord. So, Lord, we give you the praise and the honor and the glory. Uh, in Jesus' name, amen. We pray that you've been encouraged by this Bible study delivered live from the sanctuary of Calvary Aurora. For prayer or a copy of this study, call us at 877-30-GRACE. That's 877-304-7223. Or visit us online at calvaryaurora.org. Be blessed as you worship Jesus this week.